Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> uh, let us look at uh, today's scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, I will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesize only in part, but when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see face to face. Now I only know in part that I will know fully, even as I've been fully known. And I hope, faith, hope, and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these is love. This is the word of God. Uh, I've read this passage numerous times, and I've also preached on it before. Uh, but this time around, um, what really hit me hard uh, as I was reading and meditating on this famous First Corinthians passage is, is this f- phrase that keeps on repeating in the beginning. Let me read it for you again. Um, if I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I am nothing. That without love, I am nothing. It doesn't say that love is a quality that one may or may not have. No, he says that without love, who I am and the one life that I'm living can be meaningless. Every life uh, is precious. And I, sorry, and I experience this whenever I go to a, a funeral. Right? And every life is precious, and it is to be celebrated. Um, and we celebrate with the person. But it is so evident whenever I go to a funeral that a person who lived uh, with a lot of love, who shared that love, There's something unique about that person's funeral. There's particular abundance, fullness, and warmth at that funeral. And every time, every funeral, I walk away thinking, uh, it's love. Uh, Ultimately, it's the love that matters. It's not what what I've accumulated or how much I've I've achieved. Ultimately, at the end, it's love uh, that counts. And it's the love that person that has shared receives in the end. And then these verses make me question then, what is love? What really is love? Interesting how often we we think we know love is, because it's so commonly, 
uh, used, it's an everyday word that we rarely, I think, stop to think and wonder about its meaning. Uh, but after reading this first Corinthians passage, I couldn't help wondering to myself, do I really know what love is? After explaining how vital love is in life, St. Paul describes what is love. And I'm going to again read it for you carefully, slowly, so that you may kind of you know, think and ponder about it. Right? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. As I was reading and meditating upon it slowly, I felt really uneasy at the end, recognizing that I don't fully have any of these qualities in my life. According to St. Paul, love is anything and everything but that comes easily and naturally to us. It is so much easier to be impatient and criticize than to slow to judge and be patient. It is so much easier to hold grudges and close our hearts immediately than to forgive and continually seek to see the good in other person. It is so tempting and so very easy to be wrapped up in my own world and be indifferent than to look out to the bigger world where there's so much hurts and needs. It takes effort to persevere and not to give up on hope when it comes to people and relationships. All these qualities, I realize, we don't need when we love those who are simply lovable. But all these qualities of love we cannot cultivate without humility and courage to really look deep deep inside myself and first recognize and acknowledge my own brokenness, my own darkness. And without struggle and going through the challenges, without persistency and perseverance, we cannot build any of these characteristics of love. So the question is, you know, how can we endure through this? You know, how can we love those sometimes we find uh, unbearable sometimes, who are different from us, uh, those who we find kind of difficult to love. Uh, and I realized that we began with this truth that within every individual, there is a precious and beautiful being. We're all unique. We're all different. But we start with truth that, yes, I'm a beloved child of God, and you, she, he, is a beloved child of God. We start with this unwavering truth that every individual is fundamentally beautiful, precious being. And I realize that's when, where love starts. It, love begins with that acknowledgement, understanding, and determination saying, I'm going to love. I'm going I'm to love uh, this person. Someone said that <clears throat> love implies looking and speaking to the person behind the action that we see, behind the behaviors, behind their knowledge, their capacities, beyond that. It's seeing beyond that. It's interesting because often we see their behavior and we get turned off, or we decide, okay, 
I can't love you, right? <laughs> but it's actually love is going and seeing beyond the behavior and external things, right? And when you have that, you start to be present differently. You start to understand differently. You start to listen, right, differently. It's going to take effort. It will demand effort. It will be challenging. But when we are able to do that, that love eventually helps that person to be fully themselves. And I think this is the kind of love that we see in our parents. No matter what your child does, uh, sometimes, you know, they may unintentionally hurt you with their words, right, their actions. Sometimes, right, or how you see they're going through hormonal changes, right? It's not their fault, right? Uh, and yet, and yet, parents, you get hurt, but you don't you turn away from your child, right? You consist, consistently love them. You cannot stall, but love them and continually hope in them. And you see this beautiful being that I think sometimes other people just don't see. That is the love of a parent. Um, some of you may know Jean uh, Vignier. Let me show a picture of him. Uh, he's a founder of Large Community. Um, it's a, so he, he's the one who founded this uh, large community where people with various disabilities, they come and live together. So this was the time when everybody, uh, those people with certain disabilities were hospitalized or put in institutions. He had a vision that, you know, why don't we come together and live as a community? Uh, we learn from each other. We make home with them. And so right now there's over 30, in 33 different countries, 135 large communities exist. And uh, Henry Nouwen, whose book we often read, uh, he was also influenced by him, and he ended up going to one in Toronto, right, and lived with those people. And he shares a story where one day this woman came into their community named Pauline. Uh, she was uh, 40 years old, about 40 years old. Uh, one of her arms and one of her legs uh, was paralyzed. Uh, she was epileptic and diabetic. But something that really stood her out from the rest of uh, people there was that she was extraordinarily violent. She was often enraged, uh, yelling and screaming, breaking things, making it very difficult to live together uh, with others in that community. Uh, so Venier and other people in that community decided, we need, we need to help. How can we help this woman? You know, what can we do? Uh, and a psychiatrist said, and we reminded them, uh, that this woman had lived 40 years and in rejection, experienced rejection, and humiliation. You have to start with that understanding. She had been looked down upon, uh, mocked by people in her life. And this was 19, about 1940s and 50s where this society uh, did not welcome uh, and accept them. So she was someone who had been through tremendous humiliation and experienced rejection. And when someone experienced humiliation, uh, they develop a broken self-image. They cannot love themselves. And there's division in their hearts. And when there's division, it leads to suffering. And for her case, that suffering came out in violence. She was fighting. She, was, she had to be in a fighting mode. She had to somehow protect herself. 
And out came all the violence. And through this violence, she's screaming out, I'm hurting. I'm hurting inside. I want to be loved. So the people in that community were determined and were encouraged, they were challenged to see Pauline underneath her anger, underneath her rage, underneath her violence and her depression. They tried to see beyond, beyond that. And they sought out to see and seek uh, to be present with Pauline, uh, the beloved. And so the Venier and the rest of people in Pauline's community practiced. They practiced the nature of love described in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. They waited patiently. So whenever her anger or violence came out, they waited, waited. When they're washing her, helping her um, take bath, they would purposely, intentionally hold the parts of her body that she herself has rejected tenderly and lovingly with reverence so that she could start to love herself, accept herself. And through this patience, kindness, being truthful, and enduring with her through her pains, even whenever a broken image would emerge time to time, they helped, to, helped her to know the truth, that she is beautiful, that not only despite her disabilities, but with everything as she is, she is a precious human being. And it took a long, long time, many years, for healing to happen and for Pauline's truth self to come out. But eventually it did. Uh, little by little, little by little, she was able to accept herself and love herself. But interesting was Vigny shares that he was actually grateful to this woman. For it was Pauline who taught him what love is. It was Pauline who taught him how to love, what loving is all about, and that they need to together grow in love. It is when all these characteristics, the qualities of love, patience, humility, openness, kindness, acceptance, respect, forgiveness, truth, hope, and trust, when they are cultivated and ingrained within us, that's when love is manifested. That is when we are able to love. And of course, we cannot do this on our own, not merely with our effort. Uh, We need to draw our strength and even the desire to want to love from the source of of love, who is God. And it's exactly, when you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's the love that God shows us, his endless patience. He sees us beyond our brokenness and our darkness. He loves us despite and even with our failings and shortcomings. Studying Hosea, we learn that God does get disappointed. He gets angry, passionately. He gets hurt because he loves us. But the greatest thing is that God never gives up on us. 
He waits for us to come back. He waits for us to understand and know God's love. And when we're able to time again and again, because we're very forgetful, to see and encounter ourselves in this light of this love, uh, that we are power, empowered to continue to strive, uh, strive and take the challenge of really loving those around us. And that is why I believe Paul, St. Paul says love will never end, because God's love for us will never end. And when you think about this, spiritual community is the best place for us to practice and grow in this love. In every community, wherever you go, there will be people who will be different from us. Uh, And there might be people who we find a challenge uh, to be with and unintentionally hurt us. Uh, But St. Paul reminds us today through today's scripture that uh, they're the ones who will teach us how to love. Those challenging moments are times for us to practice and cultivate love. Enabling us to live a life that's not lived in vain. Enabling us to live a life that matters because we have loved and we have received love. It's interesting with this in mind, it's perspective changes. When I encounter a challenging situation, instead of backing out, say, okay, that's it. But I'm encouraged to think, ah, this is a time for me to practice love. This is an opportunity for me to grow in love. This person who I see differently is a person who will teach me how to love. And I'm going to love this person. I'm going to strive, strive to love those who are different. There were a few pastoral visitations I had this past week. I visited two spouses, one KSM couple and one ESM couple. Uh, and both of the spouses were one of the spouse is, is sick in bed. Um, and I, I visit and I see the other spouse just being there uh, tenderly, caregiving uh, the spouse. Uh, of course, it wasn't the most comfortable um, situations and circumstances, uh, but I witnessed how the one giving care just stood by their side with patience, with tenderness, with kindness, and enduring, enduring, and without giving hope. And I say to myself every time I come out of that visitation, I go, wow, that is love. That is what 1 Corinthians is trying to say. That is love. It is when we're able to be present with those who are suffering, not willing to give up, but strive through that suffering and come out of that suffering, I think that's when we are able to say that I have loved. I have loved. And I pray uh, that we, we press on to know this love of God. Uh, We press on to know uh, the love of God that will encourage us, enable us, and challenge us to love, uh, cultivate love within us, grow love within us, so that in every encounter, we see as an opportunity to love uh, 
to be stretched out and to grow. Let us praise. Let us have time of praise. sing this praise uh, let us have, have time of reflection and look inside our heart um, how much have we pressed on to love God how much have we pressed on to love those who are around us or have we stopped at just loving those who are lovable uh, let us look inside and let us ask God teach us to love uh, grant us your love so that we may strive and press on to love you and love others. Let us sing. Lord, I come to you. Lord, I come to you.
for us, God. And, and Lord, we, we thank you for the people in our lives, the parents, community, uh, that show us what love is, that help us to cultivate that love. And Lord, we ask that as we continue to live this life, recognizing that love is ultimately the most important thing in life, that we strive to build these qualities of love in our lives. We strive that we do not give up on hope. We do not give up on each other uh, or ourselves. But Lord, uh, walk with us. Teach us. Guide us. Strengthen us to strive through. We thank you and pray all this in Jesus' name. 